If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. But you're right, it is more action-y, and you know what? I like that, Ryan. <laughs> I think it's cool to have big moments it's where you can execute series. everybody in a room. It's not yeah, an action you can, game. You can it's bust in game. and execute everybody in a room one that you've marked. Button. I had to stop and myself it's from great. <laughs> It's great. Well, what they did in Blacklist was you still have that, but if you want the splinter cell hey, look experience. Look how dumb that is. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Welcome to IGN's weekly Xbox show. It's Podcast Unlocked. It is September 28th, 2022. Ryan McCaffrey in studio here in San Francisco alongside Stella Chung over there <laughs> yeah. on the far side of your screen. Hello. Yeah, our, our backgrounds actually match up, so it looks like we're in the same space this time, which is nice. Nice. Yeah, which we are. We are actually we are, here. Yeah. If, I, if I just go over here. Oh. 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 <laughs> There I am. We're just we're just having some fun on the video version here this week. Uh, our as part of our unlocked sandwich, the meat in the middle, we have Destin Legary. Hi, yeah, hi. I don't like, I don't like this. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> and Miranda Sanchez, how are you? I am good. Can I be the cheese? Yes. Sure. Cheese is cheese is excellent. I love, yeah. I love cheese on a good sandwich. <laughs> Yeah, I mean every every okay. good sandwich. If yeah, if it's, uh, cheese cheese makes any sandwich better, really. So anyway, uh, video games. Let's talk about some of those this week. <laughs> well, I want to start with what I mean. Arguably the biggest game of the fall, sales wise, blockbuster speaking. It's you know we it, it, we tend to yawn a little bit with with uh, Call of Duty be, only because it's like clockwork and. You know, not every year. We don't enjoy it every year. Miranda, you've the last couple multiplayer years, you have not you've spoken uh, very critically of of that game. But Stella, this time around, you've been spending a ton of time in the multiplayer beta for Modern Warfare Two. I did too, is the, actually. Hey, good, good. Yeah. Yes, and I'm glad to have you part of this conversation as well. Is the report good? 
this time for me yeah and from like the community that i've i've seen i know destin's seen like separate stuff that i have not been i I feel like we're on both ends of the community here i've seen a lot of the really positive impressions um which is really cool because like i played on the ps5 first which had the exclusive beta weekend right um then i played on the pc last weekend which i didn't realize of course like it should have been on my brain but i forgot that cross progression is happening right so because i signed into the same account i still got i was still like level 20 when i started on pc and i was like nice. oh heck yeah i've got my so got nice. my build this is awesome it was really really nice so seeing that like seamless sort of transition between consoles I was like oh this is awesome this is this is actually really fun uh multiplayer of course felt really good uh the gunplay felt really good the new um like tactical stuff was really cool to play with. Uh, I have to say that the haunt mics were definitely very much Call of Duty. <laughs> it was really funny though. I think turn the death off. mics. Yeah, no, I immediately would turn it off. But there were some really funny interactions that would happen, and like the death mics are always really funny to listen to. So I had a blast. they really are. Yeah, I really had a lot of fun. It was really funny. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that, Destin. Your thoughts on the Modern Warfare 2 beta? Yeah, I actually played a lot more of this than I thought I would, and I had a pretty great time. Uh, they've talked about how they're going to adjust the footsteps, which I think was the the big complaint. But yeah. I wasn't seeing too much negativity around it. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I actually went back and installed Modern Warfare 1 because I wanted to play more after the beta ended, and I uninstalled it shortly thereafter. <laughs> Modern Warfare 1, definitely not for me, but I, I am stoked to get back playing more Modern Warfare 2. This might be a Call of Duty that I actually kind of get into and play more of. I think the main complaint, Stella, I don't know what you saw, but uh, the footstep noises were a little uh, too much. And uh, there were some talks about Time to Kill maybe being a little bit too quick. But that's oh. all I really saw in terms of feedback. God, how do they get quicker oh, in Call of Duty? <laughs> No, no, no. It's too fast is what people are you saying. You just breathe on someone yeah, and just walk by and they just keel over. It is. Yeah. yeah I, I did notice like if you looked at, as soon as you look at someone, you would have to be the first to shoot or you do lose out the yeah. fight, which is, I mean, I kind of, kind of used to that, but also um, it, it's not nearly as bad as it was in Vanguard. So I'm like, you know what? This is fine. This is manageable. It's fine. I will, I will say like one of the common complaints with, I think any new Call of Duty is the footsteps. They're always working on those footstep noises, which if you don't know, that's whenever you can hear people approaching. So if you don't play a lot of first-person shooters, it's critical that you listen. Because if you're not listening, you're not hearing people approach so that you don't get the, the jump on the gun. So exactly as you two were saying, it's so important to be the first person with your gun up and shooting. Uh, just because that's just how Call of Duty's always been. It's a very quick time to kill. And so tweaking that is, is really important. So somehow like I'm not surprised. You can hear like three buildings away, somebody walking in the building. <laughs> it was a lot, but uh, yeah, pretty fun. If I remember from last year, Miranda, uh, with Vanguard, the maps, I think you were you were not fond of the maps last year in the beta, right? Yeah. No, no I wanted to quit so early. I was like, can I please just stop playing? But I must keep playing for coverage purposes. <laughs> so Stella, how did you feel about the maps that you got to play in this beta? Um, the maps felt pretty good. I mean, obviously, we only got, like, what, three rotations for, like, the base multiplayer, like, TDM, stuff like that. Uh, it, it was it was pretty good, but I did get kind of sick of the same three maps getting rotated. Uh, but it was fine. Um, obviously, some maps are balanced more uh, for, like, what is it, a domination or mm -hmm. um, any other mode that you may... Oh, like the, the hostage 
uh, capture and rescue. But um, yeah, I mean, it felt good. Obviously, I feel like Call of Duty just constantly has this problem where they have the issue of spawns like spawn locations that's always a thing it's it's still a thing here i can't tell you the amount of times i have spawned in and there's an enemy looking at me like hey <laughs> uh, yay fresh meat Bang, yeah gone. i'm like great okay <laughs> cool but um yeah the maps actually felt really good the flow's really nice especially for domination um being able to go from one point to the, another felt pretty good nice um yeah, I, th- I think they're really nice. I did play on the big team modes where it's basically like modern warfare field, right? And it felt pretty good. It, it felt like there was a lot going on for Call of Duty, but like I mostly just hung back with the sniper and it felt fine. So, Destin, your take on the maps as well? Yeah, I played a few of the, the big maps. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that mode's called off the top of my head. Do you know, Stella? Uh, Call of Duty Fields. You just heard it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, yeah, those get pretty crazy near endgame. Like once people are driving around in tanks, killing all, all the oh, yeah. other players and stuff. So you, you get basically you get five points for a player and one point for a bot. It's pretty fun. The maps are huge. Uh, I liked all the maps that we played on. I played a t- more of quick play, lots of that. Uh, the one that I didn't love was the one with the cafe. It's like two white buildings with a hallway up top. Um, there's some interesting stuff where like B point would spawn below that corridor up top. And then there's, uh, there's just a lot of angles that you can be hit from. And uh, I like it, but I feel like that's the only one where I was sort of like, it wasn't my favorite, but all the other ones felt really, really strong in terms of sight lines, in terms of, uh, the different areas where conflicts could happen. Um, I just felt like things were pretty concentrated in that in that one map that I'm describing that hopefully somebody knows the name of in their comments. <laughs> well, I'm yeah, I'm sure that somebody's typing as we speak, but uh, well, not as we speak because the, we yeah. haven't they haven't watched the video yet, but <laughs> temporarily speaking. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm glad to hear this because, you know, the last couple of years, yeah, it's there's there's not been as, nearly as much enthusiasm for Call of Duty multiplayer, uh, I'm still I'm fired up about the campaign this year. Yeah. Even though I, I I have trouble, I don't really get a lot of hype ahead of time anymore for uh, for any of the Call of Duty campaigns. I just when they come out, I optimistically play them and hope that I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, except I did skip Vanguard last year. Mm-hmm. I just never worked up the enthusiasm to to turn that game on. Granted, we had halo that last fall and i think some other things were keeping me busy but uh, i really enjoyed i mean i did the single player campaign review for modern warfare one and thought it was the best cod campaign in quite a while so i'm optimistic here for on the campaign side for modern warfare 2 which by the way is a month away because it's the 28th as we record this so one month to go oh my god on uh, call of duty modern warfare 2 yeah, we're also getting like the Warzone revamp. Too, so. That's true. Yeah, That's it's huge on the multiplayer later, side. which is good. So there is like a little bit of breathing room, which is good. That means I won't be overloaded, <laughs> which is fine. But um, so does this mean, Ryan, that I can actually get you on my stream and play some Call of Duty? Because uh, people have been asking to see you play some shooters. <laughs> If that's if, if if that's what people need, then uh, you sound and, so happy. Yeah, the, I mean, <laughs> honestly, like well, I've said this a million times before. I I played a, a lot of Call of Duty multiplayer in the early days, back when I was young and had Twitch, still had Twitch skills, and I know I enjoyed it back then. But I still even I, I just I just like the 
feel of Halo multiplayer better. I know they're apples and oranges. I'm not trying to compare them. I'm just saying, for me, I like the slower time to kill. I like the slower movement. I like that there's a little more... Well, not not that there isn't strategy and tactics in Call of Duty, because of course there are, but I just like that with Halo, you've got the recharging shields, and there's kind of... Plus the vehicles. There's just some more things in the sandbox to play with that when... When you're old and slow on the on the gamepad like I am at this point in time, that there's I can I have a chance to outthink you okay. to, to win uh, versus like I feel like Call of Duty is really more of again not that there isn't there aren't tactics involved but it's it's a lot more just physical it's just I see you first yeah. I, I I'm shooting you first and that's it and it's that's so fair. you know it's just the it's really I guess the way to boil that down it's the pace of it i like the slightly slower pace of halo Uh, and i always have uh but but i still if if i need to go on and die on your stream for people's (laughs) entertainment that's fine that can be arranged all right just tell me where and when uh let's talk next if anybody on this panel because i i still just this just dropped the 1.0 release of grounded. I don't know if anybody's had a chance to spend time with it. If not, we'll just talk about the review. Yeah, I'm seeing so everybody's everybody's yeah. busy with the the fall stuff. But I did want to say a huge congrats to the Obsidian team for a getting grounded to the 1.0 release. It's on Game Pass, so everybody can just jump right in, which I plan to do this week. But I, this is one of the bigger uh, score progressions I've seen on IGN, either from a re-review or from a review in progress to a to a final review or to a uh, in this case it was an early access review to a 1.0 review. We gave this a six when it came to when it first dropped in early access, and the review that just posted this morning, I believe, as we record this, we gave grounded a nine on IGN. So uh, our reviewer dumped over 100 hours into it and just had an absolute blast with it. Travis Northup, one of our most awesome contributors. Call him? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. If I bring him into Discord, will that break everything, uh, Producer Red? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let me see. All right. Make it quick. Uh, (laughs) We'll see if he's around. But yeah, a nine from IGN. So, you know, this is a project that, again, was started by like a dozen or so people at Obsidian a few years ago, or at least the early access, I think, was, I want to say two years ago. I'd have to double check my my dates on that. But yeah, heck of a heck of a progression. And uh, yeah, I mean, a nine makes me even more eager to to want to dive into this, which I already was yeah. going to do. Yeah. I, Ryan, I have Travis on the phone. What do you want to ask him about uh, Grounded? <laughs> a second? Just, just give us the short and uh, sweet right. version of, of what, what makes it great compared to the early access version. All right, what makes it great compared to the early access version, Travis? Um, it's a complicated question. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's got <laughs> the added story. That, that part's uh, really good. Um, it's got a wider variety of enemies. The backyard is uh, a lot a lot bigger than it was in the original version. You can access more areas. Um, the labs which are basically like in-game dungeons are uh like properly built out now they have like boss fights and stuff that wasn't in the uh at least the very early early access that i played um the rpg system is greatly improved uh there's like armor and weapons that you can craft that get stronger and you can level them up and unlock uh 
different elemental abilities and stuff like that. It's just way more advanced than it was in early access. So, uh, yeah, they just they just fleshed it out, added a bunch of stuff, and it feels like a finished game rather than a, a kind of like a framework that they were building on. Do you think you could write about 4,000, 5,000 words about this and put it on IGN.com? Didn't you already do that? <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, that's already done. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Travis Northup, thank you. Uh, thank you, Travis. For the quick call. Sorry to call you out of the blue. We're going we're gonna to get Destin a new cell phone carrier <laughs> that, that doesn't uh, break up like there's like he's talking on a AM ham radio. But, uh, yes, there you go from a quick, quick appearance by our reviewer. But... This week's Podcast Unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events, TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is showing that event. No more blackouts. It's also good for plenty of other stuff like protecting your private data, your bank details, your passwords, your online identity. You can protect your data while you're traveling and using public Wi-Fi. NordVPN protects you wherever you are in the world. NordVPN threat protection also protects you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. NordVPN is also the fastest VPN in the world. No buffering or lagging while you're streaming, and it will stop your ISP bandwidth throttling. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee a month, so that is a super affordable, great way to go. To get the best discount off of your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash Unlocked without the E. That's N O R D V P N dot com slash U N L O C K D. And that'll give you four extra months on the two year plan. And best of all, there's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash unlocked without the E. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get to uh, what I think, it's selfishly as the host, <laughs> is our, our big topic of the week. It's, it's a little bit of a slow news week, but uh, we've got some fun topics anyway. So Team Ninja, who has been very busy lately, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, but Team Ninja, of course, the de developers of the Ninja Gaiden series, one of my favorite game series, um, and yeah, that, that's... You want challenge in your games, Ninja yeah. Gaiden? I keep telling Stella she's going to love Ninja Gaiden when she finally <laughs> sits down to play it. It's going to be up her alley. And yeah, it's it's Ninja Gaiden 1 and with the Ninja Gaiden Black, which is the sort of 
DLC 1.1 version of that game uh, is probably still the best pure action game I've ever played. Ninja Gaiden 2, also excellent. 3, we don't really talk about. Uh, but Team Ninja was asked about Ninja Gaiden. Uh, hey, are you open to... You guys are busy. Are you open to other studios coming in and doing a Ninja Gaiden game for you? Which actually happened to... And it didn't go well. Uh, that was... That was Yaiba, if I remember the name of it. Ninja Gaiden Z, if I remember the correct name of that title. We don't talk about that one either. But in an interview with VGC, Team Ninja's Fumihiko Yasuda, director of the upcoming Wolong Fallen Dynasty, which is one of the, that's going to be launching right into Game Pass in 2023. He said, quote, if we were to theoretically work with another company on a new Ninja Gaiden title, we would need to make sure that it would be a title that the fans would really enjoy and exceed their expectations, end quote. Yasuda explained that even though there is a big fan base for Ninja Gaiden, Team Ninja needs to balance its resources within the studio, including seeing what kinds of skills members of the development team currently have. From there, they would decide if those skills could fit an existing IP or perhaps an entirely new one. He is also open to handing off a potential new Ninja Gaiden game to a team of younger developers within Team Ninja. However, either decision wouldn't be made lightly. Quote, it's not just a matter of, hey, let's just go do this. All the pieces would need to fit and it would need to be the right team, either a younger team internally or another company that would really need to fit the Ninja Gaiden pedigree. So, uh, Destin, have you spent any time with Ninja Gaiden over time? I mean, yeah. Not a, not a, not as much as you or like CJ or CJ, Mitchell, uh, but... yeah, C <laughs> CJ, I wish. You, you want to call him too? He, he used to, he had, he was just in town. Yeah, he's, uh, if you don't remember, he used to be a video producer here at IGN and he was, he was actually a world ranked Ninja Gaiden player. Oh, wow. Like that's like he, there is a video playthrough on IGN to this day that he did with Mitchell. With Mitchell, zero deaths on Master Ninja difficulty, which is the highest difficulty, which uh, those of you that know Ninja Gaiden know that that's a heck of an accomplishment huh. to get through the entire game because it's not a short game. It's, it's a pretty meaty game, and to do it without dying, including all those boss fights, Alma <clears throat> is, uh, yeah, that's something else, but... Go ahead, I Destin. don't understand why they haven't done anything with the franchise, or at least not with the franchise, I should say, with Ninja Gaiden Black or that specific yeah. version of the game. Um, I think a lot of fans would love to relive that series. And with all the remakes that are happening right now with Dead Space or um, you know Resident Evil 4 making a comeback, it does seem like it's it would be good timing to revisit what they were able to accomplish with that game. Uh, see, now I'm just sucked into the gameplay. I'm watching the <laughs> gameplay on the video feed. Uh, yeah, I do remember that they did go on record not too long ago, maybe within the last year or two, that the actual the source code for the original is gone. It's lost. So that's why we haven't seen it be like remastered now they did do the ninja guiding collection but that was based on the sigma versions of the games which aren't mm -hmm. as highly regarded still i mean they're, it's on game pass go play it because it's still even those versions are are awesome but yeah destin you're right i mean wh what should be the move i mean is it is it is it something where they should just remake the first game or do you make a new one what's the so right fit in this case 
for me personally, I'm actually really happy to see them working on something like Woe Long. They're sort of advancing their talents to create new IP, and I really like seeing that from such a, a talented crew. Um, if they were to give somebody else the opportunity to remake the games that have lost code or or do something there, I, I do think certain things need to be modernized just a little bit, like uh, camera movements. Yeah, that's the big one. one that I would I would call out as potentially needing some changes. But uh, the games are so highly regarded and uh, beloved by people who played them. It's a really tough line to walk. So maybe for them they're just totally fine with it staying as highly regarded as it is, as opposed to potentially releasing something that's just not uh, praised the way the originals were. Because you're always going to have people that are purists that, that love that original experience and, and won't enjoy a, a recreation of that world. This is two, if I, if I remember correctly. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but um, yeah, this game, I mean... It, you can do such cool stuff. You you just you learn new moves, you unlock new moves, you can buy new weapons, uh, and like in this case, you know you can tear through this. If you time your attacks correctly and your counters, you can be chopping heads off with your sword, <laughs> chopping arms off, and just bouncing from like, like this on this gameplay b-roll here the the scoring is turned on you can you can hide that if you want but it's tracking all the the little things you're up to um and just telling you how badass you are hmm. which is very badass in this in this particular case i wonder if this is cj's <laughs> gameplay right here that we're watching but um who for a game like you're right destin about about new IP. New IP is always good. So Wo Long Fallen Dynasty, a Souls-like, but from what you've played, it's it's definitely a faster Souls-like than than say Dark Souls itself, yeah. which is much more slower, much much slower, I should say. Um, I feel like with, with games like that, the more that I more, the more I end up playing them, the more I like them. And like I started out talking about how the timing felt off with because of the input latency. By the end of it, once I made as many corrections as I could with my setup to assure that that was lower and got an understanding of the mechanics within Mo Long, um, I ended up, I'm very much looking forward to that title now, as opposed to before when I was just sort of like um, into it, curious, but not having a grasp on how it functions. People who played Neo seem very excited about Wo Long because you know, they had a head start on me. I didn't play the Neo games. Yeah. But uh, yeah, th this is cool. I've been excited about it since it was announced uh, like not that long ago. Showcase. And uh, yeah, at the showcase. And I actually really love this format of, hey, here's a chunky demo to go play. I miss this so much. And uh, Wolong reminded me of just how great it is to get some hands-on time with the game and really get your teeth into it. And uh, it's gone now. Like, I, I think this was a, a one-week window where you can yeah. actually play it. Well, and to, to Stella, your point earlier about using early access the mm -hmm. right way, this wasn't early access. It was just a time-limited demo. But I would have to imagine that Team Ninja was pulling a ton of community feedback off of this demo that's going to fold right into... Because this game's not out for till sometime in the first half of 2023 if their schedule holds, because, of course, everything in the showcase is supposed supposedly going to be out by the first, the end of the first half of 2023. And, and, uh, Destin, I, I, you got to figure that 
they they took a lot of notes from the community after watching streams and and mm-hmm. you know reading coverage etc i feel like i'm ignoring poor miranda over there um <laughs> no it's okay Miranda, your, your thoughts on yeah on on sort of what team ninja's up to and who who should make a new ninja gaiden assuming that team ninja is too busy to do it which it does legitimately seem to be the case that they are out of bandwidth to make a new Ninja Gaiden game anytime soon. Yeah, I'd say so. They probably would need someone else to take on a Ninja Gaiden project if that were something they wanted to happen anytime soon. Uh, So I've been thinking, and the one that you noted, Ryan, which I was like, this is the obvious choice, right? Platinum Games. Like, that's just the, okay, you think, okay, they can't do it. Who would do it? Platinum. But what if... They couldn't. What if they're unavailable? What if they're doing another Legend of Korra game? Shout out to that one Legend of Korra game. I wrote a guide for it. It was really cool. Uh, actually, it was really basic, but it's it still holds a nice place in my heart. Uh, the one other studio that I think kind of comes out of left field for me would be Respawn. So Whoa, all right. Do oh, go yeah. on. Okay. Go so on. Respawn, <laughs> think about their Fallen Order team. Think about how challenging their combat could be and how fluid the design is in Fallen Order. And I think... You, what you're looking for is someone who can handle really good sword like melee combat but also have that third person perspective and just do things right have interesting level designs and do just just really interesting challenges and i think that if we wanted to try to get a little bit more creative beyond like platinum and stuff that's who i would probably choose i think they would probably need to even further pick up their pace because everything that i've ever seen from ninja guided is incredibly fast very fast and i think yeah, I think Respawn has the skills to probably do that. Um, and that was the one team I was like, okay, if we were going to say not Platinum, not some of these teams that we think would be the obvious choices, that's that's who I would pick. Um, I was like, okay, what what was the game that everyone had a like a challenge with and, and that had sword play in some form? And that's, that's what I came to. I, I would I like say, that. too, if anyone was... Yeah, th- thank you. If anyone <laughs> were thinking FromSoft, no. <laughs> because oh, no. they're too slow. Too slow. They're too slow. Yeah. They're too slow. They're immensely challenging. But that's kind of cool, though, right? Because I think the thing we look to for Team Ninja is if you want that sort of from soft challenge, but not at that pace. I think Team Ninja has something special in their games, and I know um, we were talking about. How did I just blank on their other game? Hold on. Uh, no. Rise of the Ronin. No, the one before the old ones that are released. Dead or alive? Why? Yeah. Neo. Neo. Oh, Neo. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like Neo kind of came out that uh, at a similar time where people were sort of flocking to that of like, oh, this is offers a challenge that we get from a lot of the from, from soft games, but in a really different pace and with a different perspective. And so I think that's definitely something folks are interested in seeing more of. And it's cool to see uh, just like the, like the very challenging games still have a really cool explorative space. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, um, from software as well, I, I can't imagine they would want to split the profits with another, you know, with a with another publisher because they're they're owned by Bandai. Or actually, I guess no, wait, they're not. No, it's just part of partnership, right? They're independent. Yeah. Okay, so so I guess all right, technically they could, but they well, they don't forget. Tencent and Sony just bought a bunch of stake in from software. That's true. Oh. Um, but they still probably would want to own their own thing, um, given how successful all of their yeah <laughs> I, the games over the last 10 years the dark souls trilogy well and and bloodborne and now uh of course elden ring, elden ring. Yeah. and and they even and even i don't know how well um 
Sekiro ended up doing, but yeah, it's, it's... I was gonna bring up Sekiro because I know <laughs> I know Red's just like hello, <laughs> like Red's showing us Sekiro footage and it's just like um they can do fast <laughs> combat, yeah, which like they, they can, but it's very different. <laughs> it is that's still it it's is, so yeah. based on parrying and blocking and it, it has a flow to it. It's almost like a dance because you have to hit this very specific order of operations to be successful. I would say like you have to learn how to do these things. Like I spent so much time just practicing had to have good combat in Sekiro. And even then it was still really challenging. So I think that wouldn't really pair it well with Digiguiden, which I think their fluidity is a little bit more creative. Yeah. Whereas with with Sekiro, you have, again, an order operations you need to follow or else you probably- uh, Yeah, I, I would bosses. argue that- That's the perfect word, Miranda, fluidity. Yeah. yeah. The, from software stuff, as great as it is, is is more, I would argue it's probably more defense first, mm. whereas Ninja Gaiden is absolutely that's, offense that's first. Fair. Yeah. It is. Your best defense is a <laughs> yeah. good offense in Ninja Gaiden. But uh, yeah, Moran, I mean, Respawn, you, you know, you could probably get EA on board for something like that if, uh, you know, they're, they're open to partnerships. They have been in the past. Um, yeah, Platinum's the one where like you said, it's the obvious choice. There, there's no publisher to publisher red tape going on because Platinum's independent. They've made those kinds of games before. They're about to release their third Bayonetta game. Um, they've also done what Vanquish was an awesome fast action game as well. So they definitely have the talent. They've they've played in that genre before and they're independent. Um, Resp yeah, Respawn would be interesting. The one other one, I'll give you a, a curveball too, Miranda, to try and to try and um, match you on the on your excellent outside the box thinking, this one would certainly have some political like bureaucracy to manage because they're owned by Microsoft. But Ninja Theory, I was thinking the same too. Ninja yeah. Theory, they they <laughs> did uh, Enslaved, which was an excellent action game, uh, and more to the point, they did a Devil May Cry game for Capcom. Mm -hmm. So they have also played in this in this subgenre. Um, yeah, they did DMC back when there was a, that oh. brief reboot uh, before Capcom pulled it back in-house. But yeah, Ninja Theory could uh, could definitely do it, but they're, they're as busy or busier than yeah. <laughs> Team Ninja is. <laughs> there's, there's, of course, Hellblade 2. There's, um, there's what? There's Project Mara? Is that the name of it, Destin? Yes. There's, yeah, thank you. Uh, and I think there's even one or two other little projects going on uh, inside the walls at Ninja Theory as well. But uh, yeah, I, that's, I just want to see Ninja Gaiden <laughs> come back at the end of the day. So the Splinter Cell remake is a little in the news this week, even though we're not going to see it for years. A job listing for a script writer on the Splinter Cell remake, spotted by PSU, has revealed some details about the upcoming Splinter Cell game, which again is a remake of the first one. And it looks as though it's going to get a rewrite and update of the original story. Quote, using the first Splinter Cell game as our foundation, we are rewriting and updating the story for a modern day audience. We want to keep the spirit and themes of the original game while exploring our characters and the world to make them more authentic and believable. As a script writer at Ubisoft Toronto, you will join the narrative team and help create a cohesive and compelling narrative experience for a new audience of Splinter Cell fans. Miranda, I'll go your way first. Uh, does that statement leave you optimistic or does it make your skin crawl? Because we're talking about <laughs> remaking a game that people already love. 
I think more optimistic. It's good to have new perspective on old stories. And what's the point of replaying the same story over and over unless you already love it, which you could also just go play the old story because it's it's there for you. It's waiting right now. Doom has has remade. They've done the same story three times. That's and I'm, and as, as awesome as those games are, I don't ever need to do yeah. the the that story ever again. <laughs> the, the, the savior, you know, Doom guy saves yeah. Earth from the demons. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> so, so you could you could shake it up just a little bit and it sounds like because they are saying the original is the foundation that means you already know some ideas of what they want to do maybe there are just certain sections they think could make it more interesting or whatever it may be so it's like a a second take on something people already love which i think is not necessarily a bad thing at all like it's an opportunity for them to shake things up and maybe improve on some elements that could have been cooler or could have gotten a better showcase Stella, the last Splinter Cell game was nine years ago. Oh, my God. Nine years ago. Okay, yeah. Fall so of 2013. Yeah. You may have been in middle school at that <laughs> point. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I can't even remember from two years ago after the pandemic. Oh, so I, I, yeah. I hear you there. Um, but, yeah, your thoughts on a Splinter Cell remake and and yeah. going down the road of just of trying to redo the story. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't get to play the Splinter Cell games coming out because I was very young. And yeah, you know, I wasn't allowed to game as a kid. Um, so obviously, this is one of the games that I would love to catch up on. And I feel like this could be maybe treated like the new Modern Warfare series, honestly. Like, it could still pay homage to the original, but just kind of improve it for, you know, modern day culture and uh, whatever else might be going on right now in the world. So maybe like formatting it a little bit better for uh, modern gamers. Yeah. So I feel like it, it could be um, a good thing. Um, I, I know this probably makes you feel very nervous as someone who loves Splinter Cell and like the original story and everything. Uh, but I feel like they would definitely treat it with respect. I mean, they, they can't not, right? Like... <laughs> And and normally you'd be correct that a game that I love from a long time ago is getting a remake and they're saying they're going to modernize the story for a modern day audience. That would normally make me do a full body shudder. Okay. I'd just be like, mm -mm. except as much as I love Splinter Cell, I couldn't even tell you what the first game's story was about. <laughs> story was, story wow, was always, okay. it was always the, the, definite like last thing huh. on the list it was not the strong suit of any of them really okay. i mean like conviction which is probably my least favorite in the mainline series only because it's more of an action game than a stealth game but it does have the best story the story was really good and then like Stranda's daughter yeah and and blacklist had a decent story but certainly like the original and then pandora tomorrow and the greatest of them all, Chaos Theory couldn't tell you, but other than like, well, there's some, there's some uh, world-threatening geopolitical stuff going on. Sam, you got to go in there and stop it. That's okay. that's all I can tell huh. you. So yeah, I'm I, shocked. Honestly, I, know, I wasn't expecting that. I was like, wait, he's yeah. not up in arms. Okay, <laughs> I am not. Okay. This is the one yeah, time, huh. and that's so. Yeah, I'm. I just hope that. Uh, I mean, the, the big thing that I will be upset about, and I'm already prepared for this to happen but i'm gonna be upset okay. it doesn't matter how mentally prepared i am it's gonna enrage me as a fan they need to keep michael ironside as sam fisher but i i have this feeling in my gut after doing this job for 20 years that they're gonna recast him i looked him up he's I, he's still very much a working actor michael okay. ironside he's only 72 the 
there's really no good reason to recast it except thinking, oh, well, if this is going to bring Splinter Cell back for the next 10 years, we need somebody that we can, we need an actor that we can count on for that whole time. Don't care, Ubisoft. <gasps> wow. This is a remake of the first game. Get Michael Ironside back. They already toyed with us with bringing him back for, so since you may not be aware, uh, Stella, they did recast him in Blacklist, the last mainline oh, game okay. nine years ago. But then Michael Ironside came back in the Ghost Recon DLC oh. that Sam Fisher appeared in. So it's very confusing. Huh. It's uh, it's it, but it leaves me. It still leaves me very nervous about this remake, considering I, it's yeah. probably four years away. Destin, I, I think they tried to pass the torch to a new actor, and uh, and like he did fine with the voice acting. I actually got to do a let's play with him. He's very nice. I'm sure he's very um, nice. He just doesn't have the gravitas that Ironside has, and Ironside is such a one-to-one -one with the franchise. And there's no reason not to have him cast doing the voiceover lines that are necessary for this role. You can have the action done by a younger actor if that's necessary. You know, there's I, I don't buy the excuse that Ironside couldn't do it for any reason. Well, that was the nonsense um, they tried to throw at us mm -hmm. with Blacklist. It was like, well, we needed an actor who could do the full performance capture. And it, like, but it's a video game. Dub in yeah. the voice. Yeah. Put the animate the lips. Come on, give me a give me a that's, break here. That's like Pierce Brosnan has a stunt dub. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gone. Like I'm pretty sure you can figure it out. For a video <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So what? One of the things that give me a lot of hope about this is that they say we want to keep the spirit and themes of the original game while exploring our characters and the world to make them more authentic and believable. Yeah. I think that just means taking a script pass. And looking at how that original story was written and just making it more relatable, like the way that they did with, uh, I believe it was Conviction, you said was your least favorite and you're wrong about, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, just, Wait, which no. one's your least favorite? Just out of curiosity, I, then. I really like Conviction a lot. Okay, uh, that's the, fine. The, I don't like the second one. Pandora Tomorrow? Very much. Yeah, and going back and playing those games, well, wonderful. They did not age well. They are very difficult to play. Mm -hmm. Chaos with, Theory has aged with, well, if you go back to that one. <laughs> Trust me on I'll, this. I'll have to, I love I'll have this. To check it out. I love but this. The first four are weird. Like the way that they handled interacting with stuff and everything like that. Just the UI elements of it are a little strange. I'm, I don't care. You're strange. I, 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 think con I think Conviction was the first step towards modernizing those controls and i think it did a lot of things really good but you're right it is more actiony and you know what i like that ryan <laughs> i think it's cool to have big moments it's where you can execute series. everybody in a room it's not yeah, an you action can, game you can it's bust in game. execute everybody in a room one that you've marked <laughs> i had to stop and myself it's great <laughs> it's great well, what they did in Blacklist was you still have that, but if you want the splinter cell look experience, look how dumb that is! It's awesome. <laughs> you can put you can you can play Blacklist with that optionally turned off, but you can still mark yeah. the characters. You so like what they did with Blacklist was sort of correct that issue yeah. that a lot of players like no, yourself you're right. had. Yeah, and, and, and it's true. It's Blacklist. Yeah. That's. I, I reviewed it for IGN. I, I reviewed the last Splinter Cell oh, game no. nine years ago. And yeah, yeah, you you could, what I liked about it is, yeah, it, it did a much better job of, of supporting, uh, fully supporting 
multiple play styles, whether you wanted to go full action or if you wanted to go full stealth, like no kills mm-hmm. and, and even like it would give you ghost points that then you could use yeah. to, to, I think, buy items as I like gear, if I remember correctly. So uh, but if you did want to do action style, it would give you points for huh. getting a bunch of kills in a row and stuff like that. So, uh, yes, I I uh, was happy with Blacklist, but Conviction, yeah, Conviction, good story. But too much, not enough stealth. Here, here's why I like it. Last on it. Okay. Everyone. Like you, you gotta have trained- the last word. Go ahead, Destin. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, well, Splinter Cell, maybe. You're a trained assassin. Like if you know where all the characters are and they're within line. He's a spy. Line of sight, He's not an assassin. He doesn't even know. This like, guy he doesn't knows even how to know. clear a room. Like he's been trained he's to not do this. Like, what's the what's the problem with him executing like there, three people? He's got three bullets. There in the isn't gun. a mission <laughs> where you're like, go kill this guy. It's always like, go get this information. Murder's a last resort for Sam. You don't have to play that way, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you can but do he's your not stealthy an assassin. thing. It's not Assassin's Creed. That's a different series. Oh my god. Okay, the guy don't, in the don't hood kill play the way you want. I'm gonna, <laughs> Maybe I'm gonna play the it. way that I want. <laughs> to kill everybody. <laughs> Unlocked. We are absolutely unleashed today. Oh my goodness. I was thinking, I was like, okay, but what about very derailing? What about magic assassins? What if they just give him magic? Like, what if they just threw a magic element? That's one amazing, right? And then I was like, just kidding. No, I already have what I need from this. And I was like, let's give Ryan a heart attack. What can what can we do to make Ryan angry? That's oh, just man. where I'm at. How can we get this 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 pot stirred? I just um, saw Ryan get nauseous and also have a heart attack at the same yeah. time. Sorry, he actually turns into a ghost. Just yeah, saying, conviction my gets spirit a, has left my body. <laughs> Yeah. And then I was like, wait, if you guys want that, just go play Dishonored. It's great. Uh, true. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. It she gets a bad rap. That's all. Oh I'm my at. God. <laughs> oh, yay. Thank, thank you. We're getting some crunch rule footage of magic magic assassins. Thanks for the flag, Red. Incredible. The, <laughs> this is the most unhinged episode I've been on, the, and I love it's it. The, I mean, there, Splinter Cells, uh, it's, it matters. It matters to some of us. That's the point. That's the point of all this, and Ubisoft needs to not screw it up. Uh, so, yeah, to sum up, I'm, to everyone's surprise, on board with the modernization of the story. Great. Let's Let's hear more about Sam but only if Michael Ironside's playing him. <laughs> and let's have a cool story in addition to uh, awesome stealth gameplay, not action <laughs> gameplay. Destiny. Action's fine. Give <laughs> the player the choice. <laughs> a thousand action games you can play Let anytime. the player choose how they play the video game. Exactly. Like in Dishonored. Yeah. Dishonored's, can, Dishonored's here be, for you. You can, be, you can be quiet Yeah. and sneak through and not kill anyone, or you can go on a rampage. So Ryan's really mad yes. that I have the choice to play like an action. Des- Destin's like, hey, you know that That's what he's you mad know about. that game Thief? What if Garrett had a machine gun <laughs> and he could just kill everyone and then take the stuff that he's sent so in to steal? There's actually an opposite, like an inversion of this issue where it's like I wouldn't I wanted to go in guns blazing. Like I just want to be loud, destroy everyone. And but instead I was forced to do stealth, Wolfenstein. Mm. Wolfenstein oh. New Colossus is, or Wolfenstein 2 New, New Colossus I just yeah. finished it and there's so many encounters where it's like you should be quiet here <laughs> I was like why <laughs> see that what? but that's and that's, that's a, that is a shooter that has set the expectations yeah. of you're gonna shoot people in this game yeah so I, it's 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 a it's difference right <laughs> anyway I hope Ubisoft hear the, hears this and, and <laughs> sends copies of it this. to all their designers 
Yeah. Make him us all happy. Actual yeah. ghost. <laughs> Make him a real ghost, okay? I, I will agree. Stealth should be the priority. Yes. Good. We'll end on that note. Yes, that's that's good even ground. There you go. Yes, we did it. Yes. Uh, hey, uh, we're almost out of time because we've been we've been arguing with Destin <laughs> listen, the whole show. Listen, this is this is payback for all those times you keep throwing rabbits at me. Okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> hey, let's do a trivia question real quick. Ooh. Now that we're all our, our brain synapses are all <laughs> on fire. Michael, <laughs> whose gamer tag is Mado's Modern Life, asks the following. In 2007 and 2008, yeah, we're dialing back the clock a little bit here. Advantage old guys, me and Destin. <laughs> Ubisoft released, the aforementioned Ubisoft, released two Xbox 360 exclusive games for which very popular Shonen Jump anime franchise? Was it Naruto? Was it Dragon Ball? Was it One Piece? Or was it Bleach? Miranda is smiling. That's a good sign. Stella is, uh, <laughs> Destin That's is... Absolutely fair. Yeah. So I'm going to go to Miranda last since she, <laughs> she is not um, doing it. There's no poker face yeah. going on with Miranda today. I'm Miranda going first. And that's okay. So <laughs> Destin, we'll go to you, my not. friend. Well, it's I don't know right anything now? about anime. I watched two animes in my life. Um, uh, Did you know that the plural of anime is just anime? Oh, that's no. a fun See? fact for you. I don't even that's know how to fact. say it in the plural form. <laughs> Uh, Animes doesn't sound right. Mm -mm. That sounds Bleach like, that sounds like something really you put on a sandwich. Animes. <laughs> so I know Bleach was really popular around this time. So I'm kind of leaning that. Are you saying that Naruto, Naruto, Dragon Ball, and One Piece were not popular around this time? No, but Bleach was like the new thing. So was it? I'm I, I'm also guessing. <laughs> uh, oh man, I'm gonna guess Bleach because Miranda made a face when I said that. Like mm. maybe I have it right. I don't. Know. All right, Stella, you're next. Miranda can also be like stealthily cunning, so I wouldn't I wouldn't trust any of her. What facial. if this is all a show? What if I actually don't know this one? <laughs> no, she knows. Um, I'm stuck between Naruto or Dragon Ball because I know probably Naruto. I I think I'm I'm going towards Naruto, but I know I played some Dragon Ball Fighter games, but I don't. I, I'm just like trying to remember what it was on, and I can't remember. Maybe Naruto was multi. Um, exclusive games. Yeah, 360 exclusives, two of them. Oh my god, I'm gonna kick myself so hard if it is actually A, but I'm gonna go with B. Going Dragon Ball. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good bet. Miranda Sanchez uh, hosted IGN's. Uh, I won't say short-lived. It went on for a decent bit. Our anime it was podcast. Like two there was an anime podcast. Years? Three uh, years. Cool. Two or three years. Yeah. Yeah, I did anime club. Yeah, anime. Only two or three years. That's Thanks. a long time. Dustin does that oh, many I years. Thought he, I thought he was being mean. I was like, Dustin. <laughs> so uh, there's no poker face and you're not acting. You know the answer to it, Miranda. I am Go ahead. 90% sure I know it okay. was Bleach. Oh. No? Naruto. It was Naruto. None I'm surprised. No. So oh. I'm kicking myself. <laughs> so that's also, I was like it. playing it up Again. because everyone expects me to know this one, Again. but Bleach. So there was like a shit ton of, sorry, <laughs> but there was a ton of Bleach games out at this time because mm. I played a few of them and some of them on Xbox, some of them on Wii, some of them on like handhelds. So that's why I thought it was Bleach, but I couldn't remember if it was that or Naruto would have been the other one because they're also licensing that one out a ton. I'm so mad. This is the this, second this time. Was fun. Yeah, I'm so clueless about anime. Here's yeah. what I know about Naruto. 
there's a bunch of ninjas that wear orange jumpsuits and they have no there's only one there's one that wears an orange jumpsuit well well, the joke is that i don't know anything so uh, dragon ball (laughs) you have dragon balls of power that make you really strong and Mm -hmm. in one episode he powered up a kamehameha and threw it at frieza (laughs) and then missed and that was the full episode him powering it up and then he missed in the next episode. But that was the cliffhanger. You know what the best part is? They're all in Fortnite now. So. <laughs> yeah. Everything's One in piece, Fortnite. I don't know anything about One Piece at all. Uh, Bleach, uh, he has a mark on his eye. And he's also a ninja or something. I know less what? than Destin knows. So. No. Right? Am I close? Wow. See? He's like... It's... <laughs> Michael, great job on stumping the entire panel. Uh, good close. stuff. So no points on the board this week. We will play again next week. If anybody, I need some good new material and good new <laughs> questions. Send them in. You can email me at unlocked at IGN.com. So include the question, include four multiple choice answers. Note the correct answer in your email. And don't forget your name and optionally your gamer tag as well. And we'll play again next week. And with that... We've come to the end of Unlocked 563. Destin, where can people yell at you about your <laughs> dumb Splinter Cell opinions? You can join me and ask me to horribly guess what anime shows were about, that, and I'll butcher them like I did on this episode. But you can follow me on Twitter, at Destin Legary. My YouTube is The Destin Channel if you want to watch those things. Uh, Cookies are probably the best way to get in touch with me, though. <laughs> GaryBakery.com. Amazing cookies. I will make them for you and ship them to your house. In other words, Destin prefers transactional relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's... <laughs> no, <laughs> no I the just, cookies I... are really good. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm a repeat customer of Legary Bakery, so... Mm-hmm. I really like cooking for people, actually. I like cooking for the family very much and learning new recipes, and the cookie thing has been very fun. And uh, you're going to be cooking for one more, Destin. Saw the public announcement. Oh, yeah. We oh, baby. I forgot that. It, well, for me, I've been living it yeah. for however many months. But yeah, the baby's due in February. So oh, wow. baby number two on the way. I'd like to say, uh, I hope I'm not betraying any trust here. I, feel, I felt very uh, loved and felt very awesome. I was, I was one of the first people to know mm-hmm. as, it, as it worked out. So thank you, Destin. <laughs> I kept no your problem, secret. Right. <laughs> you. I appreciate it. Stella, what are you up to? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me everywhere at Parallax Stella. And I just forgot because I didn't. time has been moving so fast. Uh, next week, I will not be here because I'll be at mm. TwitchCon. Oh, And okay. um, I'll be there. So if you see me there, say hi. I'm going to be casting the Apex uh, Twitch Rivals tournament there in person. So I'm very excited. Excellent. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Have a great time down there. Thank you. It'll be fun. Uh, Miranda, what do you got? You can find... Uh, you can find me at Havoc Gross, and that's Havoc with a K on Instagram and Twitch and Twitter. And there is a big Genshin update happening. And I'm actually really mad, mostly that Dustin said Bleach was about ninjas. <laughs> they're not ninjas, they're death gods. They're oh, Which is that's even cool. They're soul wrong. reapers. Does he have a mark on his eye, though? Do I, did I get that part right? One of the characters have a mark on his face or something? There's, there are characters with marks on their face. What? Was that Avatar? What? The bad guy from the Fire Nation had a mark on his face, and the guy from Bleach, oh like, oh my god, yeah. we need to stop That's this. That's Avatar. Before. Also, Avatar is an anime. Miranda's gonna slap me. <laughs> Let's just get off the show. The feed just cuts out, and the show just ends before oh god. Destin digs the hole any deeper. Uh, it's fine. No, it's fine right. to not know things. We're just giving Destin our time. Now we gotta go watch the trailer. <laughs> uh, wait, Miranda, did you get your plug in? I, I couldn't. I don't remember now. After. Oh yeah. 
if you're playing that please check it out we're Excellent. working really hard on it uh, i'm on twitter at if you want to tell me how right my splinter cell opinions are and agree with me <laughs> you can tweet me at dmc underscore ryan there is a uh, new ign first starting up for the new month in october and let's just say i think xbox fans are gonna want to pay attention there's your hint, which this month with Company Heroes 3, that was a PC game. So if you've been tuning out of that, tune back in next week for uh, the start of our October IGN first. Thank you to Super Producer Red in the back. If you're watching on video, you're getting, you're seeing the, the wizardry in action, just the on-point B-roll for anything and everything that we talked about in a completely unscripted way, by the way. There's, there's an outline, but Red's just on it with that footage, which, uh, which we greatly appreciate. And with that, we're out of here. This was Unlocked 563. See you next week. Attention, fans of fairy tales that are magical, hilarious, and grim. The award-winning Pinna original podcast, Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, has new episodes out now. While you've probably heard of the Brothers Grimm, you've never heard these tales told in quite this way. I'm Adam Gidwitz, best-selling and Newbery Honor author of Books for Children, and in Grimm, Grimmer, Grimmest, I share the real, weird, grim fairy tales with real, weird, hilarious kids. In each episode, you not only get to hear a story, but you also get to enjoy this group guessing what'll happen next, cracking jokes, and sharing their own perspectives on the tales. Also, heckling me. They love to heckle me. The episodes are rated on a scale from grim to grimmer to grimmest, so there's always a great variety of tales to explore with your family. You can listen to Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest now wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to follow the show so you don't miss new episodes. 